Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to guys. Roll it. Do, do we say it together? Yeah. How do we introduce this show in the first place? I I I sprung a fast one on you guys. So uh, for those of you who are just joining us, welcome to a new show on the Tavern Inc. channel and on our. It's a new. It's gonna be a new podcast. Uh, called Roll Initiative, where four DMs of our campaigns uh, talk about stuff, about running campaigns, running uh, a group of very, very, uh, let's say, interesting people through adventures and through the worlds we create. I am your host for this episode. My name is DM Zero. You will see the name tag down there. Joining me is DM Seraphix. Hello? DM Spectre. Hey, hello! And last but not least, DM Size XL. <laughs> Pleasant evening to everyone. So, I bet you all are wondering why I gathered you here in this backwoods tavern. Yes, I am starting to doubt you. I'm doubting this. It, I mean... It, it's so suspicious. Yes. I see that I have a beer. Yes, yes. Oh. All of you guys you. have uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. I have a nice tea because I'm the designated driver, and we might need to get out of this place as soon as security comes. <laughs> Wait. What? Wait. What? I thought, <laughs> I thought you rented this place. I thought I thought we we paid this place. Sure. Me we <laughs> sure we did. Sure we did. Uh, I'd like you guys to keep believing that, but <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to be discussing. Uh, lots of fun things for you guys uh, on this episode. But first, let's give a quick introduction from everyone starting at the opposite end of the table. Sai, do you mind introducing yourself as well as the campaign that you are running here in the tavern? Hey guys, my name is Sai Zexel. I've been DMing for almost two years here in tavern. My campaign is called Crimson Crusade and it's mostly composed of vampires, werewolves, and anything supernatural you can come across. Alright, yes, yes. Right. Very, very nice. One of our favorite campaigns to do. That hasn't been Still done in a while. <laughs> Don't poke at me. <laughs> Alright, and, and joining joining Sai on the other side of the table right now. Uh DM Spectre Krum. Hello, yo, I am DM Spectre. I run two campaigns. Which the other one was cancelled for various reasons, but we're not gonna, gonna talk about that. But right <laughs> now, I am currently running a Japanese theme slash cyberpunk campaign, in a way, for the tavern. Yes, that's where that's uh, where my character Izumi is from. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our characters and our campaigns uh, eventually, but. Uh, Moving on to the, the other side of uh, this table, of these secret DM stuff that we have on the table in front of you, uh, we have the wonderful DM Seraphix. Hello, um, I'm DM Seraphix, the only woman in this table for now. Uh, yes. I run two campaigns. Uh, one is Encanters, which is a Filipino folklore, urban uh, campaign. And a project scenario, which is a camp, a narrative campaign mostly. Uh, I think both are D and D five E kind of, but we'll see what happens in the following year. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Insert applause, everyone. Let's get the ball rolling, man. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot to introduce myself. You guys, you guys, you guys forget me. You guys forget me. Guys, 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 you don't forget the TM. Oh, TM. I'm sorry. No, no, we're not putting that joke in here. Okay. I will. I will. I will zoom Come in on. Put the word TM with like glory. Oh God. Uh, anyway, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is DM Zero. Uh, I've been DMing for close to, I would say, in total. From when I first started, a total of like four years, maybe. Um, only active, actively doing it in the Tavern Inc. for two. Uh, I run a campaign called Nova Rea. Um, it's basically a plane hopping campaign where there's nine different worlds. And yeah, it's uh, a lot of homebrew, a lot of uh, weeb <laughs> references, <laughs> and a lot of Monster Hunter references because that's just what I'm about, man. Hell yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of the monster hunter part. I'm scared. Legit, I'm scared of the monster hunter part because you never know what kind of monster is gonna spawn on us. He has been collecting. Well, Rice is well, just released, <laughs> so more ideas for him. Yeah, I guess. If you, also, if you want to play with us, you can also come down and play with us. <laughs> uh, soon, soon we'll put some we'll put some gameplay up on on the channel soon. Uh, All right, yeah, play with us at your own peril. You just need to figure out logistics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get this ball rolling. Now that we know who all of us are, uh, let's proceed to our. Uh, well, let's let's explain first. Why why did we do this series that we're doing right now? Hmm? Oh sure. Well, I guess um, we all have a common love of D and D, but also we want to encourage other players to try DMing because yes, you, yes, you know, uh, as you've noticed, I guess over the past years, uh, DMing there's really a large gap between players and DMs. And not a lot of a, a lot of people are actually intimidated in DMing because they see the amount of prep and the amount of work and the amount of books that you have to carry to each session. That is true. That's true. Uh, and the minis. I, I can, I can actually, <laughs> I feel the pain. When you first but... imagine uh, and like see the the word, you're gonna be a dungeon master for a campaign. Your first instinct is, oh hell no, I'm gonna have to deal with so much shit. Well, let me tell you a secret, guys. You don't, not, not really. Like most of it's just bullshit. Most of it is improv. Yeah. <laughs> it is improv. Most of it happens when you say, "Let's start the game." <laughs> you think that you prepared, but in, but when, but in actuality, you don't. All that, all your preparations just go down the drain down the in train. the first ten minutes. And yeah, that's the yeah. that's the hardest thing as well. Is like when your plans go to shit and you have to rip your paper. <laughs> We've uh, all. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when, a, when a certain character teleports something, then your script gets like yeah, flown yeah. to the table. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. it's kind of heartbreaking, but you know, these things happen. You can, you can still reuse it. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But yeah, we're here to help you guys cross over that line from a mere player. To God, 
Wow. That's a big step. That's a big step. Wow. Technically, you are. You are Kami. Kami. It's not like even a step, it's like a drop. It's a leap of faith. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a leap of faith. faith. That is that is a, a okay. good way of putting it. Mm. A leap of faith. Okay. Like a really tall one. It's a very you very know, like it's Assassin's Creed level of leap of faith. Maybe most That's of true. us are just, you know, we're lucky that we're surrounded by players that are really good. Yeah, that are that are really understanding, yeah. cooperative. Well. Most of the time. We're the lucky ones. Most of the time. <laughs> but then again, you have to remember that a lot of people are not really blessed with that. Yeah. Much yeah. more that they don't know a lot of people who wants to play with them. And, you know, their hopes of DMing are dashed to the, do are dashed to the ground because they don't have a really good um, circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so take this uh, podcast as both a, uh, a lesson and... Like a small encouragement and comedic break. Uh, so. I don't know. I don't know about the lesson, but you can certainly <laughs> learn something from us. Yes. <laughs> Basically, learn what we wish we learned when we started out. Uh, yeah. Stick also, yeah. Stick also a bit, kids. a bit of disclaimer, guys. Mm -hmm. We're not Matthew Mercer. Matthew no, Mercer, no. God level. We're just like. <laughs> we're, we're your uh, Matt, Matt Mercer is like the gods. We're like we're the like, pool noodle he throws. <laughs> <laughs> we're of, the one feeding off his scraps. For those of you who get that reference with the pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, so we are heavily influenced by Crit Roll. You should watch them, guys. They're fun. Yes. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Wow! <laughs> please, please, please shout us out, guys! Please shout us out! Please shout us out! <laughs> okay, so uh, in in this in this series of episodes, you guys will learn uh, all of what we like, all of our experiences, as well as we're gonna try to break it down as much as possible. Uh, but first, for this uh, pilot episode, we're gonna be talking about just tabletop in general, like for example, gateway tabletop RPGs. What is a gateway tabletop RPG? Now, a gateway tabletop RPG is the game or the series of games that has gotten you invested into the hobby. So, uh, let me start. Let me start. Let me start it, guys. Do you, you guys mind if I if I start? Which is my gateway tabletop RPG? Please do, TM. Please do. Stop. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the first tabletop RPG that I actually uh, got into, like fully, fully, uh, would be Dungeons and Dragons. But since then, uh, I've actually started getting into a lot more, like giving other tabletop RPGs a chance, and. Believe me, it's fun. Like uh, <laughs> DM Spectre over there, we we go to his place usually, and he has so many. He has so many tabletop games, man. Which we yep, will yet yep, to yep. play. <laughs> Goddamn pandemic! I'm dead wood. <laughs> dead, dead wood. wood. <laughs> I'm also going to ha uh, pilot uh, pitch into those games soon. Mm, mm, mm. So, so yeah, I am a um, gateway uh, tabletop uh, of 
Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's my gateway uh, tabletop RPG. Uh, Kat, how about you? Mm, gateway RPG, TTRPG. Uh, of course, that would be Dungeons and Dragons 5e. But then after a few years, I shifted into Magic the Gathering. And I, I, a card game is a TTRPG in a way because recently remember that Dungeons and Dragons has taken uh, inspiration from yeah it, collaboration with Magic. So mm -hmm. uh, what was the Erebor, right? Erebor. Uh, yeah, er Erebor, yeah. Erebus. Er I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, it's taken uh, a lot of um, places from the Magic. Uh, universe mm -hmm. and incorporated it into 5e and yeah that's uh, where it all started but I've been trying to explore more like Blades in the Dark which mm -hmm. I heard was really good if you're going to think about steampunk, Victorian era magic weapons, everything oh. so yeah I'm really hoping to run a Blades in the Dark um, campaign if I... <laughs> understand the rule book first that'd be nice oh and, and uh, uh yeah small disclaimer when we talk about dnd we are going to be talking but mostly about uh dnd uh fifth edition Five. yes 5e although me and cat both started off playing uh dnd pathfinder which is a completely different different beast altogether yeah, different system yeah uh for those who do like pathfinder you guys, I have mad respect for you guys. Super props respect with all the number crunching and the mm, minimaps. Mm. I can't even do that. Yeah. And yeah, and given that I'm also a tabletop designer on the side, so mm. I have to expand my um, repertoire to make games. Remember, we're making kittens and krakens on the side, so. Yes, we are also. Uh, well, me and Kat mostly we. We do make uh, tabletop games too. More info on that next time. Mm -hmm. So, um, Spectre. Mm, my gateway has always been DMD. Like four years ago, before I started DMD, um, it was always has been DMD, and I got so fascinated by it. Like, I never appreciated sitting down at a table with a group of people discussing what you want to do in this make-believe world. And that for me is a really magical feeling where you can play as different characters. Like For me, I was the basic, you know, rogue elf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I started, I was the basic rogue elf because uh, my DM taught me like that's the easiest one to play with if you're starting off. But yeah, that my first experience really got me hooked into the and then four years from now I've been DMing a lot of games, now you making have a book. <laughs> We'll talk about you that next time. No, no, we, we we give credit where credit is due. Uh, DM Specter has uh, actually Release released a his first compendium. A completely homebrew compendium, mind you. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, a full we a book. <laughs> oh, my God. oh i love that i love that but yeah dnd for me has been so impactful regarding like meeting new people like the people in this podcast i met them through dnd and i'm so thankful for it sai well, what about you well my gateway ttrpg was well uh dnd 5e as well hey we all match 
Yeah, we all matched. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matching well, well, t-shirts or something. We should wear a t-shirt like what? We started from 5e. <laughs> started from 5e Star- and still at 5e. Still at 5e nah. Um, I-, I, started- I started at 5e because of uh, no well, no other than DM Spectre himself being my first DM. Mm-hmm. Flap, flap, flap. And being one of his pioneer uh, players brought into D&D. I- I've always been... poisoned at the play. <laughs> I've been I've been always been an heavily RPG leaning kind of guy, so you know I I always get curious when you know most of my cousins would say uh, there's this tabletop RPG that allows you to grind numbers and be, you can become whatever you want to be. That that that's 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 the auto that's the, that's the auto buy for me. Always that's the auto buy for me. Like in in games. Or in anything, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. The freedom, the freedom. Yes. Yeah, if so... you if you think about it, like D and D is like the the one that one type of uh, game that we wished all video games could be. Like you you can do whatever you want. Like if if you're yeah. if you're in a in a battle, um, usually in video games it's like you can either dodge, you can either attack, you can do something. In D and D is like I want to pull. A guitar out of my bag. <laughs> okay, you're going there, but yeah, I want to pull out a guitar, and I want, I want to like rain sparkles, and I want to flirt with this bad guy into submission. And you so actually do it. technically, it's like open world with a bit of Monster Hunter in it. No, it's like open world on steroids, man. Open, open world, world Skyrim and Monster Hunter lumped into one. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to play that, that kind I of mean... game. Well, of course, D&D has its limits, but mm. what gets you hooked is the fact that you can build anything. <laughs> anything? Can, as long you as you have your DM's build. approval, yes, yes, you can build anything. very much important to all the players out there and aspiring players to play uh, D&D. You can do whatever you want with discretion from your DM. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's true. It's a sandbox, but at the same time, an open sandbox with rules in it. They're more like guidelines. No, no, not, may- not maybe, but you can most certainly try. Right, exactly. <laughs> Shout outs to Matthew Mercer again. Again. <laughs> please sponsor that. <coughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'll not sponsor, please notice us, senpai. Notice, notice us, please. Notice Throw us, us your noodles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I, have a que- I have a question for all, all of you guys. Uh, now, did you start off as a player or as a DM? Mm. Wants to go first. I'll uh, do it because I'm the youngest. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Well, technically, comparing to everyone, I started the, le- the, le- the, the latest. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I right. So I, I started off as a player under the one and only DM Spectre again. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> well, for me, I started as a player for the one and only DM Spectre over here. 
Mm-hmm. Looking and looking back, everything was so chaotic back then. Because I remember now that my first character wasn't even vanilla. Yes, he was homebrewed. I was homebrewed as well. Oh, you started with a homebrew character? I started oh with a homebrew God. character. Oh my gosh, you put yourself in a lot of stress. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't wear homebrewed. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I only, I, I only like realize the consequences of my actions like after the game was over and I realized how much pressure I was giving off to <laughs> DMs. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Is this your fir- the first campaign? The... Yeah. That yeah. was the first campaign. My first character was, uh, my first character as a player was called Alzigrad. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Alzigrad was a blue dragonborn. With a class of behemoth. Yeah, that's a homebrew class. That's not in the book. It's yep. basically a more berserker type barbarian, if you look at it. So basically, it's a barbarian with more rage in it. Yep, it's a one-hit barbarian. It, yeah, it's it, a one-hit barbarian. I can only hit one time per round, but that hit, once it goes through, it hurts. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. ah. Uh, at level 12, I, I was rolling... 3d10s and 4d8s on that yeah, hit. On that, on that one hit. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> At level 12. <laughs> and to think, it wasn't even like a, no, a sanctioned part of D&D Wiki. It was just at the bottom part that wasn't like um it wasn't balanced or anything. It wasn't oh, even balanced. It wasn't yeah. even balanced. Yeah, we had to oh balance it along the game. <laughs> our first game, our first campaign is just us figuring out what D&D is basically. Yeah. Basically, what the fuck is going on? But hey, we're here. We're gonna yeah. figure it out together yeah. with the power exactly. of friendship. Exactly. And after that, the hoarding started. Let me guess. Let me guess. You started off with a premise for a character, and then you're like, wait a minute. Let me find a class, and you just typed in, uh, like this Disney cool, classes. this cool sounding name on Google, and then you just found some weird ass class that you, no one's ever heard of, and you're like. Hey, that yeah. sounds cool. Oh, I'm gonna choose this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My god. I'm gonna choose this, yeah. And yeah, uh, to, uh, a year after that, I fell in love with the character. Yeah. How, how, how about true. giving us a, a little bit more insight? You know what? Your, your first character, since we're, we're on the topic of uh, Gateway Tabletop RPG, and we're all of our tabletop RPG that's our first is D&D. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you describe to us, like, what was, what, was your fir- your, what was your first character about? Like, what was his deal? Oh, well, Alzigrad. <laughs> Alzigrad was a, like I said, was a blue dragonborn. Mm-hmm. He was seven foot, seven five feet tall. Oh, big was, boy, thick boy. Big boy, thick boy. Yeah, like put in three C's on that thick. Mm-hmm. It was that. It was he was bulky. All he knew ever. Was to solve everything via fists. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. there there's a saying that to a, like everything like a, a hammer can be the the one one tool that you need to like to a hammer everything is a nail. You just have to yes. hit it hard enough. Yep. <laughs> when you only have a hammer, all your problems are nails. But mm-hmm. in but in my case, when you have a great sword, anything can be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Alzigard, Alzigard was an ex-commander of his uh, of his nation called the Sovereign Wing. Mm-hmm. 
And it's an Asian of Dragonborns. And he used to be a commander there until to the point he was betrayed. And he was left to die. And he took on adventuring. Do you still remember Azigrad's spear? Yes, it's Hellhounds. Because that's okay. yeah. where his party members died from. It's he. It's it's his first loss ever. Oh, you see, that's what I love about D and D. It's like once you make a character, it's not a static character. Like throughout the course of the game, your character changes, man. Like in the most unexpected ways. Oh yeah. Who knew? Who? Uh, that, that that's what I like because who knew Alzigrad? Alzigrad, my my the dragonborn I made, can grow the heart to trust people again. Hmm. Mm. That's beautiful character development. You said that, but you're on your first, on your first, like yeah. on our first session, you wanted to kill a kid. I wanted to kill a kid. Yeah. Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa! Trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> Trigger warning. Yes. Sorry. This this little prick. Almost. Do you mean me or the kid? <laughs> <laughs> I I won't. No comment. <laughs> This little prick tried to rob me. I, I caught him, and chaos almost ensued. Mm. I was stopped by a guard. You went. You almost went full murder hobo in your first session. <laughs> oh my first god! Uh, Remember? For, let, let me let me also uh, clarify some of the terms that we use throughout this podcast when it comes up. Comes up. <laughs> when you say the term murder hobo, it refers to a player or a character or both that. In any given situation, their first instinct is to just murder the NPC and, you know, don't talk to them, don't figure out anything, just kill on sight. <laughs> now, ah, now, now, that kind of game, if, you, if you're if uh, you a beginner DM, is a nightmare. Because all of the NPCs you just made, you're down. probably, they're all down, they're all done, they're all done. Down. That's true, that's true. I know a few people. Yeah, now, to remedy the murder hobo syndrome, uh, that's a discussion that we'll have further on. Like, uh, kindly remind me about that, you guys. I might, We might need to discuss that. Let me note that down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, uh, while we... While Kat's noting that down, uh, let's, uh, let's move down the table now. Uh, DM Spectre, do you mind telling us your story? Okay, I started off as a player. Um, it was uh, one weekend where a friend, a friend of mine, invited me with their friends to play, well, D and D for the first time, because I knew about D and D, but I didn't know how to play it. So that's when Vel was first made my rogue elf. Um, <clears throat> He was your run-of-the-mill rogue. He would steal stuff. But they they told me, like, make something unique about Vel to make him stand out more than the other rogue types. So he would steal from his teammates and then give it to his other teammates. He would steal from other people and give it to his teammates. So basically, Vel became, like, a rich person. But he reverse pickpocket people to help them out if he deemed them worthy um after that uh i got what do you call it i got life insurance for my elf mm -hmm. which um you offer your hand so or your pinky 
um, specifically. So when you die, you get reborn in that place. So um, that was like um, 5,000 gold for that um, life insurance that I paid. And then we traveled until when the pandemic came. That never came to fruition, whatever happened in that campaign. That, so that campaign is still running until now, since we started like four or five years ago. Wow. 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 Yeah. It's a very long campaign. <laughs> it's still a long campaign, yeah. And if you must know, we are still level six. <laughs> what? After five years. After five years, you guys are still level six. You guys reached level six in my campaign after like four sessions. Yeah, we started at level three. We got hung up in one, um, one like place, like a castle we were defending. We defended that castle for two years, and we only what? got three levels from that because our DM is so I don't old-fashioned, and I really like how the grind is. Because you get oh, XP whenever you kill XP something. Base. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I killed like more than 300 goblins just to reach that, <laughs> that level. Makes and... me think of the, that light novel wherein you just kill only slimes and you max out your level. Yeah, yeah basically uh, that's I've what's happening. I've been killing slimes for a thousand years. Yeah, yes. it's, it's currently <laughs> airing, by the way. Yep. <laughs> it's a good pastime. It's a good pastime anime, guys. But yeah. <laughs> That I was... do hope you continue your campaign. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, man. it does still continue. It does still continue. We talk about like continuing it through online, but the mm -hmm. problem with all of us, like my first D and D group, is um, when we do D and D online, we all tend to fall asleep. Oh, <coughs> oh, Kat, do you remember? Do you remember our our old uh, old we'll online session? We'll get to that sessions? later. We'll get to that later. So, yeah. We had a session, like, the DM is talking, and then he was wondering, like, why is nobody answering? And all he hears was, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then we all decided to just, like, stop that, and, like, we should just play when we're free, and we never got the chance to. That's why we're waiting for this pandemic to blow over to do it again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is my that is my first time playing D&D, and I started off as a player. Uh, and then after that, I learned D&D to play with these folks. <laughs> Segue to that. Yeah. <laughs> Something happened like that, but it's reversed. The players what, were DM? the players. The players were awake. What they the DM? Oh fell man! Come on! Oh, don't do wow. this to me! Don't do this to me! He dreamt. He dreamt. He dreamt that the campaign. Finished. <laughs> I really dreamt that the session ended and like we all fell asleep. Even in <laughs> like, your dreams, you think about D and D. That, that's, wow. that's how you know you're you're hooked, man. That's how you know you're hooked. I yeah. click messenger and all where they say, Ja, what's the move? Ja, what's happening? I think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. I even the problem with that is I suggested that we should play D and D on Messenger. I was the culprit of that idea, and I was the first to bail. <laughs> like in my dream, I actually thought that like, oh, the session ended. We had a fun time. I'm gonna sleep, and then I woke up like, did we really finish? And then I look at my board and like. Why are the pieces still there? <laughs> oh, that was such a bad night. Oh god, it was a memorable it's night. It's a memorable night. It was a memorable night then. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I fucking fell asleep. I, I think that was I think that was before me and Cat. That was the before. 
Oh yeah. No, no, no. We, we were in the chat. You were in the chat. I was in the chat. You were in the chat. You were checking in like you were all asking me like why is why is why is he not speaking anymore? Oh. Yeah, okay. I think he fell asleep. Oh no. Because the way the way we play that was like I was taking pictures mm-hmm. and then I would send it to them what what yeah, the enemy moved. I saw that. And then they were telling me, oh, we're going to move this way. Like, okay, okay. I, you move there, this happens. Okay. And then after like 30 minutes of that, I didn't reply. And they were asking like, ah, oh, maybe he fell asleep. And he did. And he did. <laughs> and, but, but in my dream, you beat the guy. And like, we all had a good night and we well, all fell asleep. Well, at least, at least one side was happy. <laughs> so happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my it's okay. God. It's okay. We can't blame you anyway. <laughs> okay, that that's a funny story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Con- continuing with this, um, Seraphix. So I started off as a player, if I remember right. It was around two thousand years ago. Fifteen. No. <laughs> uh, tw- uh, no. No. 20, no. 2017, 2018, I think. Uh, it was around 2011. Uh, oh, 2011. I was wow. I was in college taking pharmacy, so because uh, Sir Eric Divinigrasha uh, was uh, having a session with his friend Sir Tan, and you Naj, you know Sir Tan. Mm, mm. He was your <laughs> IT professor. Yeah. And he said, "Do you want?" Out of the blue, he um, asked me and an old friend of mine that, "Hey, you want to play a tabletop game? We're gonna have a session tonight." And like, okay, sure, sure. Because I've heard about D&D. And I'm like, I was curious. And then we did it on the spot. We did character sheets on the spot. Everything. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was rolling. And the first character I made was was an elf sorcerer. Let's go, elf You started off as a sorcerer? I started off as a sorcerer and an elf. This was Pathfinder, right? No, this was 5e. Oh, 5e, okay. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't know that sorcerer was really a utility base. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, what the heck am I rolling? I don't even know. And you know what's even worse? Mm-hmm. I put in the wrong numbers in the wrong stats. <laughs> okay. Okay. What stat did you put the numbers on? I I'm pretty sure I put um higher numbers in um dexterity and intelligence, but nothing much on wisdom. Oh, charisma. charisma. Yeah, charisma is the main stat for sorcerers. <laughs> See, very naive cat. <laughs> I can, I can, I can just see like Nuka's like the fuck's meta magic. <laughs> exactly, know. exactly. I know, and, how, I, I know how that feels. <laughs> and the thing is, I was, I was thinking maybe I should make like I should pattern this elf after Hermione Granger. <laughs> Me and my Harry Potter. <laughs> but then again, we didn't finish the campaign because we had a hard time. Um, your sinking schedules. Mm-hmm. So years, years after, of course, there was the magic phase, and then I decided to watch Critical Role because I'm um, zero here, yeah. and then I said, okay, I'm gonna look for people to play D and D because I'm itching to play. And I, my friends in Manila said, uh, hey, we're gonna have a 3.5 E game, and said, okay, 
okay, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> famous last words. Famous last words. Famous last words. Three point five isn't that hard. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I made the most emo character ever. Nadia oh. has seen this character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Your 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 vampire gunslinger. Yeah, oh my vampire gu- gunslinger, so emo. Oh my god! And the thing is, in three point five e reloading is an action. Yeah. So I had to to really love grind my character so I could get a feat to have at least get it to a bonus action or maybe get a double shot with just uh. five feet of movement because her build in the end ended up being a turret. I'm not supposed to move. Yeah, in in three point five e her character. Once once she moves, she can only attack once. So, the thing is, she, if she didn't move, she could attack like was it twice or three times? Three times. Yeah, if you didn't move, you could attack three times. But it was okay since your range was crazy. Yeah, my range was crazy. But the thing is, um, uh, even Toph was a good DM. But the thing is, this the whole campaign was on, uh, I I R C chat. Mm-hmm. So it was a messenger type. Everything was text. So yeah, it wasn't even a call. It's not voice. It's a, it was a text-based campaign. Oh. And the thing, and also the the entire map is a map of the mind. Mm, mm, yes. So yes. we don't have any visuals, and we are a very large party to the point that some of us actually fell asleep <clears> while <throat> the campaign was ongoing. Mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Comrade. turns were taking so long. It, uh, let me let me. Re- Give you a story from this one. One turn, like one round of combat, back in when we were playing, took an hour and a half. Holy what? Yeah, it yeah, took it an hour just... and a half to finish one round of combat. That's just one round, by the way. I'm I'm not like referring to, uh, like in game time. Not 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 in game time or in like for example, all of the characters complete their turn and that's considered a round. No, like. When I say round, it means like it's more closely to like one turn, basically. Mm-hmm. I think we were we were twelve players. We were twelve players. Mm-hmm. Almost a raid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were wow. a half raid party. It didn't help that our 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 DM uh, at that point was like a really really good like WoW player. So he's he mm-hmm. he, he loved the raids. He loved it. And of course, our combats are really. Mental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have to crunch numbers, and oh. well, I decided that you know I can't. Uh, that mostly I couldn't keep up with the schedule anymore because of work, so I um, left the 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 campaign, and of course, found you guys. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. I, I forgot. I think it was size campaign that oh, I yeah. first joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, call out to Master Con for the for venue hosting. back then. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cruz Cap. I that <laughs> That's where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was also that period where I was having a hard time writing mm-hmm. a story. So Naji suggested that you you should play more D and D to be able to help you jog that writer writer's block, mm-hmm. and it did. Eventually, awesome. so eventually it ended up me DMing, so I could like master uh, combat writing, which oh. helped. And she's been more creative ever since. 
Yeah. That's nice. See, guys, D and D is just not about yeah. cults and worshiping. You know. <laughs> oh no no let's let let's not nah. let's not talk about that one. It's a very <laughs> it's a dark stain on the history. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. It's a dark stain on the history. Yeah. But yeah, my character in um size campaign is Wait. a tabaxi cleric. One only. Genora. <laughs> Who is not exactly a cleric, but she acts more roguelike, but sure. <laughs> and now she's she's um dipped into paladin. Yeah, we'll see how tank she, tanky she is because our current tank is not as tanky. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Amiel, oh, well. if you're listening to this. <laughs> okay. Uh alright, so uh should I tell the story? The legends. Yeah. You go. Oh yes. Oh yes. Alright. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Sit down, kids. Let me tell you a story. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, Grandpa. Okay, so this all started This all started back in high school, right? So, uh, like that, like I started playing D&D 3.5e Pathfinder. Uh, my first character, okay, I'm gonna have to shake off the, the cringe from the Chunibyo here, just in a second. My first character, his name was Regulus Leonhart. The paladin. Uh, now we started. We started playing. Uh, my DM. He started us off at level fifteen. In Pathfinder. Level fifteen. Mm. Yes. Level fifteen. Yep. That, is that a bit high? I started yeah. right at level ten. <laughs> yeah. Imagine not knowing anything about D and D and being thrown in level fifteen Ooh, Pathfinder. Uh, basically. Yeah, basically, they, they, they told me, like, you know, um, we're gonna play a, we're gonna play a game. It's kind of like, you know, uh, make-believe, and you make a character, and you you get to, like, read up on these skills and everything. Like, here, you can do this, you can do that, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool, that sounds cool. Uh, so, like, you, you want to make a character, and I have, like, just a preface for this. I have mild ADHD, so I, I make lots of... Like, my brain's moving at 100 miles per hour every single second. So, like, it, I, I, I find, like, ma putting putting the pen to paper and, like, creatively uh, making things, it, it's, it really helps. So, I made a character. I made a paladin. Uh, he was, of course, like, all paladins, or, like, how I believe they were. A uh, very righteous guy. Uh... He, I forgot what, what what order he was. I'm not even sure. But uh, his main his main story was that he he was a he was from this land, uh, a land of like like basically everyone in that land was was also a paladin. So it's kind of like you know a, a city of knights kind of thing. Uh, and he he went on a mission to go on to this village, and in that village. Uh, Basically, things went down, and yeah, he kind of died in the second session. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, my my first character in in the second session that we had died in combat, but he lived technically because the way he the way he died in in that combat was, uh, I got thrown by a giant demon into like a portal to hell, basically. Oh okay. god. You yeah. got suplex there. Yeah, so that happened. 
and I thought it, it was over. Like, I, I didn't play D&D for, like, the longest time after that. Like, because uh, once my character died and everyone else continued playing, I kind of, like, lost the, <laughs> the will to, okay. yeah, to continue on and make another character from that campaign. So I just kind of left it there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, flash forward how many, many years after that, I, I met Kat and uh, she introduced me to her friends from uh, Manila who uh, the second 3.5e game I joined so I'm <laughs> like you know what I'm going to ma- I'm going to use my, my my character that died like technically he didn't really die he just got thrown into a portal right so <laughs> I, I could use that so I remade him he he was no longer whatever the hell name he was I, I added so much more emo twist to him. Oh gosh. Yeah, so instead of he, he, his new story was he was thrown into the abyss. He forgot everything, he forgot even his name, he forgot everything he stood for. Uh and he just came out of the abyss uh like all clad in armor. He was basically goblin slayer. And wow. yeah, and he, Yeah, we were into goblin slayer at that time. Yeah, his class wasn't a paladin anymore. He was uh a, I, I don't know if it was homebrew, but he was in uh, a, su- a subclass of a barbarian called an unchained barbarian. It was That's a homebrew. homebrew. Yeah, so instead of getting like angry, he just kind of, you know, uh, went into this trance like, I'm going to freaking murder everything in my path when I enter this state kind of trance. Ah, uh, yeah. Nil. Yeah. N- that, that was his name, Nil, <laughs> because uh, Nil meant nothing. That, that that was his thing. Like he, he had no name anymore, and his his main goal in in that campaign was he wanted to get back to the past because it turns out that when you're thrown into the abyss, how many hundreds of years years passed. So his his whole goal was he wanted to go back to the past and like basically change how everything went. So we do have a healer, kind of <laughs> minus the sex. <laughs> okay, but you do know that we have a funny story on that campaign. Mm. Oh on yeah, your yeah. First yeah. day on your first day, um, a ladybug, I believe, landed on you. Oh no, you. a fly. That was a fly. A f- yeah, it was a fly. Sorry, a fly landed on you, and you said, "You know what? I'm going to try." Um, what was that skill? I'm going to try roll? animal handling. I want to roll animal, animal handling, handling on the fly. And he rolled a natural twenty. Okay. And, okay. And, and, and the, the DM said. Yeah, the DM said like the fly told me the secrets. He told me secrets. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't don't question it. Don't question it. The fly told me secrets, and I used that to my advantage in the in the campaign. It was the stupidest thing ever. And you also died in the first uh, uh, first session. Again. What you died? Again, yeah, yeah, because 3.5e is brutal. If you think 5e is brutal, 3.5e is so brutal, especially with a half raid party with a full raid enemy. Mm-hmm. And then And then again, after after that happened, we kind of stopped the campaign for a while, and then I managed to uh, find you guys of the tavern, and that's Yay! where we did here. And I decided, you know what? Uh. For lack of a better words, fuck this broken ass system. I'm going to take control of my destiny myself and make a campaign. 
So that's how I started DMing because I I wanted to not not really uh, you know outdo my previous BM DM like I I respect I respect Toph a lot. He is the one who first uh, showed me how cool it is to build the world. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to experience that. I wanted to be the one who you know who pulled the strings who pulled the strings. <laughs> So yeah, that that sure. that's that's my my story. And then from then on, uh, I have joined different campaigns. The very first campaign I joined when I was in the tavern was actually uh, led by Cat herself. And that was Which one was it? That Which was, was it? that was Val Halen. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, Val Halen. Oh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, bro. Rogers. Rogers, bro. And Val Halen was actually inspired from the Justice Friends. Yeah. Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was. But then again, uh, which, which campaign did you join after? Was it. Um, it was mine. Uh, uh, it was size or. or um, uh, Verizon? Uh, it was uh, after after Val Halen. It was Rocky, which was in uh, oh, yeah. Spectre's campaign. campaign. Oh, here campaign. we go. Yeah, ba basically, I, I when I make when I make characters, I just my my whole thought process on making a character is I do the voice first, and then the the personality and the story comes after. So <laughs> Rocky was basically Rocky Balboa. <laughs> So you I just, can do you can do it perfectly too. Yeah, so I just kind of like came, came into the session. I was like, oh, you know, you know, kid, my name's Rock. I can't, I can't go, can't go where I want. I use my fist all the time. I'm here, I'm here to make, make money, make my family proud. You know, kind of like that. Oh, thoughts and prayers. You still, you still <laughs> yeah, the thoughts and prayers. He was using a megalobox. An amazing oh. Sylvester Stallone, by the way. Yeah, th thank you, man. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Don't let it get to your head, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, after after that, then I joined um, Sai's campaign with the the legendary Alexander Dimitri, <laughs> oh who God. the most the most uh, <laughs> the most remember uh, memorable part oh that I've done. We'll save this, no. we'll save this story. We'll save the story guys for for <laughs> the future future episode. You did a lot of things. I did a lot of things. We'll, we'll talk like about opening that. a vial of elder vampire blood in broad daylight. I I cannot talk about my character in Sai's campaign because profanity reasons. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Our AT filter. But hey, I, I thought about it. You you op I opened the the vial of vampire's blood in broad daylight and it evaporated, right? Mm -hmm. Now when when I when I thought of that again, at first I was like that was the most stupidest thing I've ever done. But now that I I rethought about it, like Alex probably thought like, wait a minute. Elder vampires are immune to sunlight, but the fact that I open blood in sunlight means that they're affected somewhat. I can use this. See? It's not all stupidity. I learn. I, um, I like I like the way you think, boy. I learn. I'm a learning computer. I really wonder why Jinora is attracted to him, but you know, there are some things that I I, I can't even figure out about my own characters. There, there's a line somewhere there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to figure something out about my character, but he already figured it out. 
Well, what we can see is that he's so obsessed with swords. Yeah. Yeah, that and holes. Oh, God. Generally. Generally. All right. A hole is a hole. A hole is a hole. A hole is a hole. Well, now that silver. <laughs> well, now that we've kind of gone over our entire like beginning, and you guys kind of know who we are, uh, let's get to the the matter at hand. You know, like <laughs> it's it's actually we've been we've been talking about this for close to fifty minutes. Did you did you realize that? Yeah, yeah. Right, man. I mean, it's fun to talk about you know, wild yeah. history lessons. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's 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 talk about the the real reason why we came to this deserted bar at like 12 a.m. Uh, let's let's start talking about the DM pros and cons, right? Oh God, here we okay. go. Oh, here we go. The DM DM problems, pros and cons. Uh, we'll start off with um, Sai on the other side of the table, as usual. Um, give me one pro. About being a DM and one con that you'd one like con. to, you'd like to tell the people. Like okay, what's what's well, what's a most commonly associated problem for you? Oh well, uh, you know, on, well on the top of my head, it should be well the con is that well the pro yeah, the yeah. pro is that you can play as any type of character you can imagine and is in your campaign. Oh no 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 no. Oh, you're talking about like NPC yeah. characters? Oh, NPC. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All, okay. all the NPCs true. you make, like I, like I said, what made me brought, what made me get like auto buy into D and D was you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's true. And being, and being a DM guarantees the fact that you can be whatever you want. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when we were talking about like. Your character can be anything as long as you have the DM approval. Yes. Now, if you're the DM yeah. and you approve you can yourself, be you want. there's there's nothing that can hold you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be Dracula. <clears throat> all hail the Lord of Light. All hail the Lord of Light. And <laughs> Lord of Light, he was in the school. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, like I said, uh, all the numerous NPCs, you can be whatever you want to be mm-hmm. in a campaign when you're the DM. The con is that for every character you make, you have to remember each one of those. Oh. And who are they attached to, to your PCs. That's mm. true. That is very true. I actually thought oh. you were going to say, like, the cons to having so many characters, names. That's one too. I hate it when you guys ask me for the character's name. So what's the name of the name? And then you, you... The like me me just making up this random random and throw away NPC character that you'll never see again. And you're like, what's your name? Uh George. Freaking can freaking you can make a no. really, really powerful boss, you can make a good name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for an NPC, you just think of the first name that you yes. you think of. Remember in Encanters, when I was just making an NPC, like a literal shop person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not really significant, but you keep guys keep on coming back for it. And I ended up like, you yeah. know what, his now, name is now Jesus. He's, now, now he's a important part of the party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, his name is Jesus. That's where you, where you I buy our peers. 
That's right. I was not even prepared. prepared. <laughs> right, Zero? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, That's God. why merchants are only one anagram. <laughs> oh, Rima said that it would end. Samir and Dura. Yes, yeah. They're I wonder all what's the next time. Um, I wonder uh, what's the next anagram you're going to make from them. That's gonna be future Spectre's uh, problem. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, that's that's one of the cons of having so much to choose from mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the names and like I said, you have to be careful of each NPC that you make because you'll never know when the party will become attached to a certain throwaway. NPC. Yes. Don't I yes. don't I hear that? Lisa. <clears throat> Lisa. Oh god, you guys are attached to Lisa now? Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, no, uh, no, I think um uh someone is attached to the blacksmith and the other one is to the... Oh my gosh. I don't have my notes here so I don't remember. I just erase it from my mind. I'm attached uh, yeah. to I'm attached to Lisa attaching her hand on me to my eyes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, well, that's my to I think, to let you guys to get let you guys in on the on the reference there. Uh, in my campaign, there is a shopkeeper named Lisa who basically looks like uh, Wiz from Konosuba, and these guys have just mm. latched onto her now. <laughs> Mm. She was just mm. supposed to be a shopkeeper in this one part of town, but then, like, when you guys moved to a different plane, like, she would just be there. And now you guys, like, have made me make a whole goddamn backstory for her. So, mm. thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're very that's welcome. Not, that's not our fault. <laughs> Again, like I said, that's one careful. of your calls. <laughs> yeah, be like, so far, that hasn't happened to me. An NPC just evolves suddenly without you not knowing like I thought I thought it was just gonna be a shopkeeper for one episode no and like three episodes down now I made an entire backstory from her like I now know her entire family tree I now know like her position in the social hierarchy of the world so yeah I'm so glad I still haven't done that for projects in Auraria oh not yet because all 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 the characters I can say that all the characters have been mapped out here. For now. Is that a challenge? (laughs) Oh, yes, it's a challenge. Okay, okay, okay. Because so far, uh, my players have been very cooperative. (laughs) Jack playing good, uh, bad cup, worse cup. I'm still waiting for the whole bad cup, good cup. Vaughn never, never used his lucky. Every time I pull the lucky, it's always two ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you know, let's move along. Yeah. Uh, do, yep. you, uh, do you need to uh, add anything? Um, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. That's, I'm that's like that's like my worst. Uh, and the best parts that I enjoy about DMing. Okay, so let's move on to DM Specter. How about you? Uh, what's your pro and con? Okay, for pros, I've got to say I really like puzzles. Yeah, I really like making puzzles. So, puzzles, I swear. Seeing, okay, this might sound sadistic, 
But seeing your players scramble and like figure out a puzzle, which is a red herring, and like seeing their face well up with happiness, like figuring it out, and then when they put it in, it's wrong, and you see the look on their face, it is satisfying for me because I spent like a night doing that. And when you see sometimes player figure it out in one look, it like sometimes like oh man, it was that easy, and then um, you have to figure out another puzzle, which I like. Um, that would be my pros. Um, mm-hmm. Making interactive puzzles that move the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Also, to add up on um, Seraphic's uh, um, story about like NPCs involving your um, characters, which is really good. Um, players that interact with NPCs and that brings out more story for you is really good because it enhances the roleplay aspect. So you mean Samir and Narud? Not that. More like, ano, um, let me think. Um, an NPC that you get attached to and mm-hmm. in turn made an arc with that NPC. Mm. Um, mm. I, um, who, who's a good um, example? Example. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thinking of one. Um, probably um okay probably uh, can, I, can I help Vaughn's you? little sister oh, is what I would add but like she's not actually an NPC that you interact with mm-hmm. um okay so what were you gonna say it was Alzigred's father mm. oh I know I know one Sanathar oh Sanathar that little shit yes um we have this um character NPC in campaign one Mm-hmm. Where it's a little kid, but in actuality, it's a beholder um, that disguises itself as a kid. And the NPC have uh, the players have formed like a bond with this kid, like they have to protect this kid. And like that kid is like their source of trouble. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they get attached to him and they can't leave him alone. Oh like my that. gosh! Uh, they basically became babysitters. The, the, uh, so the they had a beholder pet in the form of a kid. Where where are the pets? But oh. they're <laughs> the pets. Oh. For for the folks back home, uh, can you guys explain what a beholder is? Maybe uh, this is the first time that they they are hearing this term, or is the first time that they're getting into D and D. What what is a beholder? A beholder. A, a beholder yeah. is like a floating eye, basically. And when a beholder looks at you, any magical properties that you might have gets nullified. Mm-hmm. If you look at the monster manual, you will see a beholder in front. Mm-hmm. That true. is their cover boy. That is correct. Uh, okay, I will do that. There we okay. go. Let's go to the cons. Yep. One thing that I slightly don't enjoy, I mean, I enjoy it as well, but mm-hmm. like, Less. for me, <laughs> a big party is really tired. Yes, uh, let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, I have run at least for 15 people. Oh my god. Full raid, full raid, full raid. Full raid party. And mm-hmm. you have to think about this that mostly half of the party are home brewed as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was. I'm sorry. Only... No, it's okay. That, that's why it's an experience. It After that, <laughs> think. Yeah, it was my choice. I, I, I put myself through that hell. But like, it's also fun. But like at the end of the day, I have to think like no boss that is just one boss can take them down. If you have one character that can nuke a place, 
how much more would you think if there's 15 of them? <laughs> so that's when I got the privilege to at least hone my puzzle skills. Mm-hmm. So at least they have to think outside of the box every time they fight a boss or deal with a dungeon. But yeah, a big party doesn't always end up being a good thing. Mm-hmm. Find your sweet spot. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I can I add to that? Like, uh, can I can I like jump in a little bit uh, sure. a- after the inspector because this kind of like it, it relates to my pros and cons. Uh, do you mind? Sure. Do you mind, Cap? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so my my pros uh, of being a DM is what I love most of all in like uh, media, video games, anime is that the like character like you seeing a character's arc basically like uh seeing the journey like witnessing really really cool scenes cool cinematic fight scenes so basically story and combat i love i love that what i also think is a big con story and combat <laughs> it's two sides of the <laughs> same con for the coin for me uh because on one hand pros of why i think story and combat is good I love seeing uh, players like play out their character story and seeing like progression and figuring stuff out about the about their lore, about the world that they're living in. Um, like slowly, basically having like you know the shonen anime training montage and, and getting to be at that state where you're like a super cinematic badass, basically. And the thing about that is. Uh, if I'm running uh, like a combat situation with you guys, who I thought my monster would be able to handle it, it turns out no, no, it's not, it's not gonna work. So I have to go back to the drawing board, like how many, how many times to refine each combat encounter, uh, because again, uh, combat can't be too easy and it can't be unforgiving. That there, there has to be a, a balance between it, because mm-hmm. if it's too easy, then that that's it. It's over. Like the big, the big boss that you you kind of spent a long time on, and you just plopped there, didn't even get to show off any of the cool shit you gave him, because he's just gone. But on the other hand, if you make the boss too hard, you're gonna end up killing every single person in your party, and that's not fun for anyone. TPK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when we say TPK, it stands for Total Party Kill. So you you want to avoid that as a DM, like unless that's your goal, and you have to discuss that with your players before you start a session, like saying, "Hey guys, uh, I want to run a I want to run a campaign with you guys, but I want to put up front that I'm gonna try to kill you." So good luck. You if you put that out front and your players still say, "Yeah, sure, let's play," then. By all means, you have permission. You have permission. But if you're just trying to have fun with your players, try to adjust it. Adjust combat to be uh, at that sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have to do that on the fly when I see you guys struggling. Uh, oh shit. For, for me, like I, I don't adjust on the fly. That's the kind of thing that... Uh, like one, one hard rule for me is whatever the dice rolls, I go with it. So there's no, more... yeah, there's no like yeah. uh, compensation for me. So if you if you roll poorly, then yeah, it's gonna be very very difficult. But if you roll good, 
Yeah, you just beat the boss in like five turns. You beat my fucking ancient lesson in a total of five turns. <laughs> <laughs> it's more on on my end. I have a few safety uh, measures, mm -hmm. like safety precautions, safety tools, as the community would say it. When because especially when you're very low level mm -hmm. and you really see that the party's struggling over something that probably was a little bit overkill when you thought it was well balanced. Mm. Yeah. So of yeah. course there are some things that you have to adjust, like for example, that, that one creature just escaped, leaving the party with just the half dead thing. Oh you mean the, you mean the diseased rats? Oh yes, the diseased rats, if not oh, the spiders. The, the cat special. <laughs> but there it is. Um, but then again, that's part of my pros and cons, mm -hmm. which I will probably discuss later when you're done. Oh no, no, I'm, 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 I'm done. Go ahead. You, you have the floor. Yeah. So okay, my, my safety net. I had, I had someone mm -hmm. named Pun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a safety net. <laughs> is he a safety net? Han is, is not a safety gonna... net. Han is a plot device. He is a protagonist with plot armor. Like, like really, thick. <laughs> really thick that armor. He has bankai. <laughs> I'm scared. Moving on. <laughs> but Jinora is not. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> there is. Um, pros, uh, more on... I'm a person who would rather focus on the narrative rather than the combat. Mm -hmm. Combat is not um, my biggest asset, which will go to cons. Mm -hmm. But I do like to put my players in a narrative game of the mind, mm -hmm. wherein you guys push the story. And this is where me as a writer who has experience writing a lot of arc arcing... Oh. Well, not really questionable things, but more like <laughs> arcing stories. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wherein, if you do this decision, you will have this. Kind of think of it as Detroit become human, human or visual novels. Mm -hmm. So in a way, um, you can map out certain decisions. But of course, there will be decisions that won't be there. And that's where another pro that and con comes in. It helps me practice my um, improv skills. Mm. Okay. And... Back, back then when I started DMing, I'm not exactly the best improv. I've always stuck to my script. And then I realized, you know, you know what? I'm going to throw away the script and just have a premise, have a setting, have possible encounters that I'm going to roll the dice on and let the characters do what they want. Mm. Let's see what happens. And often, it creates a really hilarious, if not memorable, campaign. Oh god no 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 Nah it's fine. Oh you you also know what I I just realized about all of us? If you take all of our specialties and you combine them into one, it would probably make a pretty good one shot. Like if you have cat's story, Spectre's puzzles, size homebrew and my combat skills. We can make one great one shot. Oh, we're or, our players. Or yeah, I was gonna say that. Or we can one-shot our players. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> if you're going to base it off of like, uh, let's say, let's say, cat style of storytelling. First of all, it's gonna be yeah, a really, that. really good narrative, uh, nar uh, narrative open with 
like the moment you okay. enter the room, there's gonna be a super super hard puzzle that's developed by Spectre with homebrewed monsters in combat led by me. <laughs> <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> That'd be a nice, that'd be a nice and... Halloween special. Halloween special. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> I should have uh, yeah. And one of my cons, really, since of us, I am the one with the weakest um, knowledge in terms of monster stats and, of course, encounters. Mm-hmm. So I really had to compensate heavily on that and I'm not really good at balancing encounters. I'm not even good at um, handling um, rounds. Mm. And I did struggle. I did try developing systems on where it would be easier for me to track. Uh, especially in, in combat. I had apps. I had tutorials on that. Um, but yeah, I really hate combat. I really hate combat, man. <laughs> to to really each their own. It. To each their own. That that's why we get I along. I hate so math, good. really. Sometimes honest, I, I really have a uh, I have a struggle in com- um computing damage because God, <laughs> <laughs> the calculator fudged up. To be honest, yeah, it's I, already I, a calculator, but it's still fudged up. Mm-hmm. I'm also starting to hate combat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm growing to love combat. Right now, I'm, I'm really going reading. to love puzzles more. <laughs> it's mostly you like to see combat when your players struggle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm more, that's why I'm I say, uh, 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 wait, you go, go first. Go, go. Oh, me, me? Okay. Go. So, like, as I was saying, uh, combat is both a pro and a con for me. On one mm-hmm. hand, I enjoy it. On the other hand, I hate computing and, like, setting it, setting it up. Setting it up is a bitch. And like, keep ca- yeah, keeping track of everything and the numbers, <laughs> it's it's so bad. But what I like, what just keeps me like interested and like glued about it is, I like seeing the the crazy shit that you guys can can think of in the span of that. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> twenty on a on a rogue natural twenty yeah, on a rogue like. When when you guys think when you guys think of these situations that I never would have thought of and like make these cool scenarios <laughs> and cool situations, oh, no. uh, that, that's that's what I that's what I really really like about combat. Like yes, I am also annoyed and to the point like some sometimes I just don't want a combat situation to happen, but you guys are on this path and like you know. I, I don't I don't I don't decide things. You guys decide things, and if you stumbled into this uh, scenario that there would be a combat encounter, I'm like, okay, I guess I have to make it. But yeah, that that gets immediately blown away by uh, the coolness of the scenes that play out in front of me. It's like I, I get I get a free pass to watch this really really nice uh, anime fight scene in front of me, and that's one of the things I love. Remember the sandwich, that, the poison that... sandwich. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked, sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, But we hey. tried, hey, hey, hey. But you tried. You cannot, you can't blame us for trying. You okay? can certainly try. You can certainly <laughs> try. I will never say no to a plan that you guys make. Mm, and also adding in to another pro is that when your players get so engrossed in the story and they get shocked by the plot twist that you have been planning all alone, all along and yeah. they've been dancing on your palm mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my first uh, the ses- session zero that I held for campaign scenario mm-hmm. 
I made you all start at level one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't figure out. Even you, Najee, never caught on that I was yeah. actually planning to fake it out in a simulation. Yeah, that, that was a twist. I didn't see that coming. So basically, when we played through Kat's campaign, the very, very first session, we were at level one and we kind of got uh, our asses handed to us by an encounter. And it turns out everything that happened there wasn't real. It was just a simulation. In your minds. No nerve gear kita. Yeah. Yeah. But the the drama that happened, especially with how you guys did it in character, especially mm -hmm. Spectre's character, it was really amazing. It was like reading a novel. Yeah. I like crying in in my own characters cuz most of my characters are comedic, I know, um comedic relief. So playing a character that can make me feel more than that is such a good I know, um, it's such a good breathe of fresh air. Now, since we have discussed what we needed, uh, what we have decided would be the a good a good amount for the pilot episode, just to get you guys uh, into the world of D and D. I, I swear we'll discuss more in depth stuff in next episode. But uh, to leave to leave us off, well, like I would like to ask everyone, give us one uh, one tip. Just to whet their appetite, like what's one tip that you would give you would give them about being a DM? Hmm. Hmm. One tip. One tip, huh? For uh, them to uh, try to be a DM. I I'll I'll, I'll go on. I'll I'll start. Okay. okay. So, the tip that I would like to give everyone uh, who's just deciding to pick up D and D or deciding to be a DM. Really, like, don't be afraid to get into it. Like role playing is the name of the game for a reason. Like, and if you can, like, just let go of that thought of, oh my god, this, this is gonna be so embarrassing, or this is gonna probably look stupid. No, just get into it and just have fun, and you know, like, be be your character. It's it's a role playing game for a reason. And if you can do that and play the way your character would and how you want to how you want to do it, just It'll, it'll make the story a lot better, trust me. It'll make the experience a whole lot better. Whether you're playing as a player first, or if you're a DM, play the way uh, a, ca a character that you made would. And that's a tip, yeah, that's I, that's tip. A tip I can give. Okay. Uh, I can back up to that. Okay. If you do decide to play, or to be a DM, go nuts. Don't hold yourself back. Mm-hmm. Go nuts. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to think, put it on the paper. There's no one stopping you. It's all. Yes. If you wanna, if you think this is fun, then it's fun. Never hold back. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> True. Truer words. Um. Okay. For me, an advice would be. I would say, I know, talk with your party, make the world, um, discuss your world with your party. What would be cool? What fun things would happen? So my basic tip would be is hype yourself up. Mm -hmm. Be passionate mm. about the world you're creating. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, me, that, that is my energy to go whenever I'm making a new world. I have to talk with these guys. They have to hype me up because I'm easily hyped. 
<laughs> so yep. if they hype me up, I get to work immediately. I get to work a lot. Campaign two, here we go. Like, do you, do you, do you remember the the thing I told you about my characters? Uh, in in your in your campaign, the, the Japanese one. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Izumi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I once I, told uh uh the inspector here like an idea that I had for my character in his campaign, and yeah. I kind of gave him like an idea from the game Hades. Oh my gosh. Mm hmm. You guys should play that game. That's nice. Nice game. It's a very yes. nice game. It's a very nice game. But yeah, hype yourself up. Like that. That's 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 a good advice. Like I, I get yeah. hyped when you guys talk about uh, what happens in my campaign. It makes me want to run a session. Yeah, I which, know, right? Which when when do we run? Oh my god! I want I want to play. Wait. Yeah, when you see your players get hyped up with the things that you're trying to do, it also burns some passion in your heart. Like oh yes. my god! If they're this hype, then I have to make it better. I have to make it work. I have to make it fun like that. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're looking forward to it. Yes, exactly. When players are looking forward to a campaign that you're running, it really warms your heart. And yes, do not be afraid of making mistakes. You're playing this game to have fun, Don't not add... to become perfect. <laughs> oh, and adding yep. into that, if don't be intimidated by people that say that the rule book and the player's handbook should be followed by the dot. That's not what D&D is all about. Yeah, sure, the rulebook is there to help guide you in terms of skills, um, the basic foundation, I guess, of the world. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's your story, it's your player's adventure. Don't let the book dictate what you're supposed and should not do. Even even the great Matthew Mercer is like, you know what? Eh. Mm -hmm. Throws it out of the window sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he forgets too. Not like all DMs are perfect. Mm. We yeah. also forget rules. But then again, if the players are having fun, so... Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And... Like the great man said, it's yes. not in stone. It's in paper. And yes. paper can be burned. Yes. If, you, if you look at the player's handbook, if you do pick up D&D, page 4 of the preface says there are rules, but it's still your world. So, yes, that's yeah. true. Mm. Those are basically just guidelines for you to follow. You don't need to follow them by the dot. That's true. And so F to those uh, couch... Um, what do you call it? Couch players who just dictate the rule book. You mean rule lawyers? Yes, rule la lawyers. They have probably haven't played the game or are just sticklers to the rules, but maybe are just number crunchers. We mm -hmm. don't know their story, but it feels like that. So yeah. come on, remove that stick up your ass. And enjoy the game. Yeah, man. Just play the game. Oh, yep. and one thing. There's never enough dice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Okay, 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 okay. Here. That is also one of the cons of being a DM. <laughs> Guys, we're done. Guys, we're done. That is the con of being in D&D, basically. Yes. <laughs> dice. There's never enough dice. You don't only need one set. Yeah. If somebody I, says that they only need one set, they're lying. It's a lie. Okay, let me it's tell you. Lie. Let me tell you a short story. One of my players in my new campaign right now, which I I am commissioned, he has only one dice. And what? Yeah, he has only one dice set. And here's the thing: he's a fighter. He can make two attacks, right? Because mm -hmm. um, for those of you who know, when you're a fighter, you can make more attacks. Mm -hmm. And he has action surge, which can make him do another attack. The thing is, his dice never cooperates. It never rolled above 10 when he attacks. Never. Gosh. Never. It's a, it's a curse. It's a curse. On our, 
on our four sessions, he has only made two successful attacks. Oh, in our nice set sessions. should be in jail. That's why we have been telling him to buy a new set. And he's like, no, I can I can roll with this dice. And he has never rolled high enough. So now he is buying a new set. So yes. let, let's be a lesson for you. Always How many sessions? We have How many ses- sessions did it take? Five. Last week was Five? our last game. Yeah. Five sessions. He has never made a successful attack in one in in a round that would consecutively hit. And he's a fighter. And he's a he fighter, is, guys. He is a fighter. fighter is like the basic of basics if you just want to get a feel of yeah. D&D. That is the most basic. You just need to attack per round. But like with his dice, it has not worked. Oh. Well, well, damn. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. He's bad. That is a big F. <laughs> press right. F? Yeah, we press F. Please press F for the person in chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, yeah. So, I think we we kind of we kind of got them interested now. Don't you guys think? Yes, yeah, and man. I think um, I can hear noises from the back of this bar. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before the police sirens get here, uh, let any any shout outs you guys want to do. Uh, any any like uh, you know what you want to let the people know because this is a chance to do it. Um, listen to react. Oh yes, please uh, check out our uh, YouTube channel, uh, Tavern Inc. and Popcat Games. Uh, please like, subscribe. If you like this podcast, make sure to let us know, and we'll do more for you. And uh, in the next episode, we're gonna be diving in deeper into uh, Spectre. Spectre, what are you going to be discussing next uh, next um, episode? Next episode, we'll be discussing pen and paper, character sheet, select screen. Basically, nice. to make your own D&D character, and I will assist you through that um, ordeal. Yeah, it would be a good idea to get us, uh, for us as DMs too, to get like a refresher lesson too. Yes. yes. I will, I will. I showed <laughs> some pictures. I have prepared a PowerPoint. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. wow. Not really a, not really a spectre thing to do, but it is D&D, and it is a passion. D&D is my passion. <laughs> Okay, okay. Alright, let's I see it. Normally don't do PowerPoint presentation, but if we're talking about DND and I wanna pull in more people into DND, I am willing to do the honor of making a PowerPoint presentation to all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll look forward to it uh, in the next episode. Thank you everyone for joining in joining us on the first episode of Roll Initiative. Now uh, guys, do you hear do you, is it just me or do you guys hear sirens? Yeah, here. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. Uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, remember, like, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Disengage. 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 Roll Initiative is a Tavern Inc. original. It is executively produced by Agent Maldo Santos and edited by Naji Hibionada and Agent Maldo Santos. The hosts of this show are Simon Cabalfin, Agent Maldo Santos. Naji Hibionada, and Karen Vergara. The music used is from Kevin MacLeo. Until the next episode, keep rolling high.